Good morning and welcome to On Fire Radio, brought to you by Catskill Mountain Christian Center, a full gospel family church and Christian academy located at 629 Main Street in beautiful Margaretville, New York. What a great day to go to church. If you don't have a church, come on over to Catskill Mountain Christian Center. We would love for you to be our guest this morning. That's Catskill Mountain Christian Center this morning at 10 o'clock. If you'd like more information about On Fire Radio or Catskill Mountain Christian Center, give us a call at 845-586-4848. I'm Renard Bartow, and I'd like to invite you to join us for the next 30 minutes as we bring you On Fire Radio. Now let's go to Pastor Bob Engelhart with today's message. So I'm going to read from Psalm 103, just because I, I just felt like it was... It was the day of God's mercy. It's the day of God's mercy when you're at a place where you need God's mercy. And unfortunately, when we get big and successful, we don't really feel like we need God's mercy as much. But we, we really do need God's mercy as much then than when we're walking around busting our buttons because we're so good at and we've been so successful. And, and now there's a, a clear need for God's mercy. I mean, the, the, the ship is arguably, I don't think it's sinking, but it's, it's sort of not running on an even keel. And I'm talking about the ship of our culture. The ship of our culture is not running on an even keel. You know, we are a mess. We are in a storm. We are in a, we are in a typhoon right now, you know, socially and, and the health of our nation and the political side of our nation and the religious side of our nation and the atheist side of our nation and all of that. I mean, we are really in a, in, a, in a quandary. We have people here who are sick in their hearts because of their loved ones who are, who are ill and not able to be here this morning. I mean... This has, been, this has been a rough go of it. We've lost folks that we love. You know, we've lost folks that we love. And we're a little town, right? So, so I decided to go with Psalm 103, which to many of you will be a very familiar scripture. And I'm going to... I'm going to read it and I'm going to kind of comment as I go because most of this, like I said, is not revelatory at all, but it is hopefully encouraging. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. You know, it's a statement. That first verse of Psalm 103 is a statement. It's a command to my own soul. I'm commanding. I'm telling my soul to bless the Lord. I'm telling my soul, no matter how you're feeling, no matter how things are going in your life right now, I want you to bless the Lord. 
and um, and all that is within me, like with every fiber of my being, I refuse to not bless the Lord. I refuse to not bless the Lord. I will not withhold blessing from the Lord. And blessing is worship. It's kneeling down. Blessing is blessing. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Know that the Lord is good. You must know that the Lord is good and full of mercy and full of goodness. And he's very quick to forgive. God is good. His mercy endures forever. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless his holy name. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Let everything that I am, bless the name of Jesus. Let every day that I live this life, bless the name of Jesus. Let me wake up in the morning with blessing on my lips. Let me go to bed at night with blessing on my lips. Let me handle the person who's just done me wrong and hurt me. Bless, let me bless that one. Let me bless that one. Let me bless the Lord. The one that I have every reason in the world to hate. Let me bless the Lord in his presence. And people hurt people so sometimes intentionally, sometimes not intentionally. Sometimes you feel like there's a knife in your heart. You walk away from a conversation, there's a knife in your heart. You know, sometimes there is a knife in your heart. You know, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. I know, you know, I know there's, you know, I know you got to bless the Lord and all that kind of stuff, you know, but this guy, you know, we really got to come into him. No, no, no. Your friend didn't make the heavens and the earth. Your enemy didn't make the heavens and the earth. The devil didn't make the heavens and the earth. Your wife and your husband didn't make the heavens and the earth. God made the heavens and the earth. He's the only one who's able to do something about it. Jesus is called the rock. Jesus is the rock. There's no movement in the fact that he loves that he's here to love and sacrifice himself for us. It says either we fall on the rock or the rock falls on us. Much better if you fall on the rock, by the way. (laughs) The rock falls on me. The word bless is a primitive root. It means to kneel by implication to bless God as an act of adoration. This is a command I make to myself to do this as an act of will. Verse 2 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget his benefits. Isn't that interesting? Psalm 103, verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget his benefits. That means for the one who blesses the Lord with his soul, that there's a benefit package. I'm turning 65. That means I'm getting an education about this thing called Medicare that I never knew before. I never knew there was a thing called Medicare before. And I mean, I've heard of it. 
certainly heard of it, but I never knew what it meant, what it was going to mean to me. It's like, do not forget God's benefits. And I think that's really important, especially as New Testament believers. Because let me tell you, listen to me, listen to me. As New Testament believers, according to the, the, the culture of church in our country today, in the year 2021, you are not expected to believe in miracles. You're expected to believe that the 12 guys did miracles, but nobody else gets miracles. And what did Jesus say? Go into all the world and share this gospel with every creature and uh, heal the sick, and raise the dead, and do everything that Jesus did, everything that he trained his people to do. I have to tell you, there's an expectation that you push your faith beyond the limits that you're walking in today. That Jesus Christ does still heal. heal. He does still do miracles. He does still care for people. Amen? Really important. Do not forget his benefits. Do not forget his benefits. So you have to have faith, have benefits. It says, he forgives all, in, all your iniquities. Number one, two, it says, do not forget his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. Are you walking through life with your deeds, your thoughts, your acts, your works, your daily acts of evil, hidden inside, and don't speak to the Lord or repent to somebody you've offended. Is that, is that how, what you do? You say, okay, I'm a Christian now, so I don't even have to talk to God about this. He's forgiven all my, God, please forgive all my sins, amen. Okay, yeah, I just repented. And you didn't just repent. By the way, listen, if you wonder, you didn't just repent. I think it was Charles Finney who said you committed your sins once at, one at a time. You should, you should ask for forgiveness one at a time. You should go back in your mind and you should recall the evil that still swims around in there and ask God's forgiveness because he's, he's abundant in forgiveness. He's just waiting for you. He's just waiting for you. And then that thing will lift off of your heart and then you won't have to walk under that cloud. says, um, I, I want to read Luke 19 because it's funny because it reminds me of what Jacob opened with before. Uh, Luke 19, from the beginning, Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief ta tax collector and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was because not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So now you have a little man who's very rich. Is he a little man or a big man? He's a little man who's very rich. But he's heard something about Jesus, and he's got just enough curiosity that he wants to see him. Jesus has got some fame. 
right? And this guy's coming through town, and this is this wealthy chief tax collector. He's the head of the tax collector department. And um, so he ran ahead. Now, it takes something to see where Jesus is going. It takes some kind of insight to look at Jesus closely enough, to know him closely enough, to kind of have an idea where he's going, what road he's on, what path he's taking. So he kind of got an idea. Okay, he's going to go over that way. All right. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but, couldn't, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. He was a little guy. The Napoleonic complex, right? Made a lot of money. Cheated a lot of people. Made a lot of money because he's a little guy. So he's a big guy, but he's a little guy, right? So he ran ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree. And everybody who ever went to Sunday school now kicks into the song, right? Sycamore tree to see him. So he climbed up into a tree, which I think is kind of, kind of maybe a little prophetic about Jesus on the cross, you know, being hung on a tree or whatever, I don't know. But I, I, look, for, I look for all this kind of fun stuff in the Bible. But he climbed up into a tree so he could see him for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up, saw him, and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down. That means he climbed down fast. He made haste and he came down um, and received him joyfully. And when he saw it, uh, when they saw it, they all complained, saying, he is going to be the guest with a man who is a sinner. You see it? If you don't know that you're a sinner, Jesus ain't going to be your guest. He's the only one. He's the only one. He's the one he came to save. All the self-righteous people, what do they need? They don't need Jesus. They might want a little prestige or something. But this guy was so psyched that Jesus said, I gotta come, I'm gonna to come to your house, Zacchaeus. He's going to be the guest with a man who is a sinner. And then Zacchaeus stood and said, said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Do you understand? That's the heart of a Christian. That's the heart. Restitution is not a rule. I've, taught, I've heard so many preachers teaching about the law, the rule, the law of restitution. No, it just came out of his heart. He didn't go to a restitution conference. He didn't go restitution 101. It poured out of his heart. Lord God, that a holy man of God, that God himself would come to my house and eat with me. Lord God, I'm a sinner. I'm sorry I'm a sinner. I'm going to return everything I've ever stolen. And I'm going to, whoever I've taken from him, I'm going to give him four times in return. That was a rich dude, man. 
You see how your heart works when Jesus connects with you, your genuine heart? You don't want to be bad anymore. You want to be good. Lord, make me so I am good. Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. That's us, right? That which was lost. Back to um, Psalm 103. The next line is, to who heals all your diseases. Right? Jesus heals all your diseases. And I, and I do think that there, I really do believe that there's, that's a faith question. It's a faith question to pray for someone for healing. It's a faith question. You know, we've prayed for many people and seen many people healed. And we've seen people not healed. And all I have to say is that I'm not God. They said that even Jesus couldn't heal, do many mighty miracles in his own hometown because the people's unbelief, they were so familiar with him, they couldn't believe that he could do such things. It says in Mark 16, this is the scripture I was talking about, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. I mean, you know, we either believe the Bible or don't believe the Bible. Or we pick and choose, we cherry pick, um, cherry pick which scriptures we decide we're going to believe, we're going to walk in, and, and you, really only, you really have like three choices. Either you're not a Christian at all, you're, you're a church level Christian who follows everybody else's sort of level of Christianity, you know, sort of half Christian or you're in all the way, you know, you're the, you're the guy who's the crazy guy in the church, you know, because you do Jesus all the time, and that's all you want to talk about is Jesus. Jesus is your, Jesus is your passion. He's your love. It says, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. And the best thing that I have to say about my I got saved in 82, so however many years that is since I've been saved, I've felt, I felt loving kindness and tender mercies. Got my butt kicked too, but that comes with it. You know, if you, if you read the Bible and you know the history of Christianity, we ain't always the most popular thing in town. Who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. You know, do you know it's, it's apparent when someone is blessed, when God's blessing is on someone, that it's apparent. When you see God's blessing, when 
good things keep happening to a person. You go, what the heck? He's not such a hot. He's not such a such a hot guy. But God's blessing just maintains. You see it consistently. See, you have to look for God's blessing to see God's blessing. It's not just good luck, by the way. It's God's blessing. Verse 5, he satisfies your mouth with good things. How does he satisfy your mouth with good things? Well, number one, he said, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood if you're going to have any part with me. So that's some pretty good things to satisfy your mouth with. But also the words that you say as you learn from Jesus through the scripture, when you speak, you speak words of grace. You speak words of of wisdom. You speak words of kindness. You speak words of 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 um, of healing. The things that come out of your mouth, people want your company because when they're with you, they feel better after they've been with you. Because you've spoken words that 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 just soothes something inside of them. It's Jesus. Right? Satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. God loves the people that are the people that never get a break. You ought to, all, every people who don't, all the people who don't get a break ought to be jamming churches full because that's the, who the Lord really loves to bless. People who can't get a break. He loves to execute justice for people who can't get a break. That's why they're the easiest people to get in. You know, Jesus tells a parable. He says, go and invite the, you know, invite the mayor and invite the, the banker and invite the lawyer and invite the doctor to my, my son's wedding. And they all say to him, the servants, no, they're all too busy. They got something going on. They can't make it. He said, what? He said, go out and, and you know, invite some more people. Come on, get this place full. And they come back and I say, look, nobody wants to come. They're busy. He said, now you go into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. Because God, what? Lord loves, Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Slow to anger. That doesn't mean he's forever to anger. Sometimes he will get angry, but he's slow to anger. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. That means that, listen, he's not always going to strive with us. He's going, at some, sooner or later, people are going to, uh, so, sooner or later, every human being is going to stand before God. Sooner or later, every be, human being is going to stand before God. And it just doesn't make any sense to do anything but Jesus, because only Jesus is perfectly good. Only Jesus is perfectly good. 
There's nothing else on this planet that's perfectly good. Only Jesus is perfectly good, stainless, spotless. Verse 10 says, He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is the mercy toward those who fear him. And that kind of fear is that kind of recognition that God is as big as we're saying he is. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. That means, you know, if, if you have done your business before God, he sees you perfectly. He sees, sees you as a perfect, spotless child of God. Perfect, spotless child of God. Because you earned it? No, you can never earn salvation. Jesus purchased it for you. I just saw a th- thing on the Facebook this morning where it had like a checkout um, slip from a grocery store where it said, uh, you know, I think it said sins paid in full, you know, mistakes paid in full, you know, went down this whole list of all human, you know, mess and everything was paid in full, you know, and it was signed Jesus Christ, you know, paid by Jesus Christ. It's really good, really good. Um, As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. For as a man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. Boy, we, we do get big and strong in the strength of our life. He says, for the wind passes over it, and it is gone. But he says, after our life, we're gone. Right? And in its place, it remembers it no more. It says its place, it remembers no more, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. That means you ain't done yet. He got a place for you. You're not done. You're not just blown away like a wind. There's a new heaven and a new earth coming for you. And his righteousness to his children's his righteousness to his children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules above all. Bless the Lord, all you angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless me. Uh, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And that's called the, the psalm of mercy. Mercy means compassion or kindly forbearance shown toward an offender or an enemy or another person in one's power. Compassion, pity, or benevolence. The disposition to be compassionate or forbearing. The discretionary power of a judge to pardon someone or to mitigate punishment. An act of kindness, compassion, or favor. Mercy. That should be our, should be our, should be written above our head. 
whether people can be, see it or not see it, you know? Hey there, this is Jake Johnson, and I want to thank you today for listening to our podcast, On Fire Radio. We pray that this word has ministered to you today, and maybe today God has shown you your need for Him in your life. John chapter 8, and in verses 31 and 32, Jesus said, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus makes us free from our sin. If you need to make Jesus first in your life today and be set free, would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I repent for my sins today and ask that you would cleanse me with your blood. I place you first in my life and ask that you would give me the power of the Holy Spirit. I walk forward this day in a new relationship with you, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to encourage you to start reading your Bible. You can even download the YouVersion Bible app on your mobile device and start a plan for new believers. Start a prayer life as well and start carving out time in your day to spend time with God. And I want to personally invite you to Catskill Mountain Christian Center. We have service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 629 Main Street in Margaretville, New York. Powerful worship, dynamic teaching, and an encouraging time of fellowship. On Fire Radio is a ministry of Catskill Mountain Christian Center and is brought to you free online and on the radio each week because of generous donations from listeners like you. You can partner with us in serving God's vision for this area by donating online at our website, www.cmcconline.org. From there, you can also connect with us on all our social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us a message and let us know how this ministry is impacting your life. On behalf of Pastor Bob Englehart, this is Jake Johnson signing off. God bless, and we'll see you in church.